All right, you want to start the show? Not yet. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. I want to pod the very cast like Insert Credit does. Oh, come on. This is the sesquicentennial episode of Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, and joining me this week is our usual suspects of Frank Cifaldi. Hello. Uh, If I had to murder a Super Mario... Oh, sorry. I guess I don't have to... (laughs) (laughs) Tim Rogers. Uh, Hello. And Brandon Sheffield. Hi. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I don't know. Okay. And why does Brandon get asked how he's doing? That's weird. Because I said it weird. Yeah. You know, it's just all... I'm in this room that is perhaps more ventilated than the rest of my house, and thus there's a lot of... There's just, you know, there's smoke in the air. Uh, smoke in the air. And, you know, yesterday we had... Uh, it was orange. It was just orange yeah. everywhere. And, like, that <laughs> orange thing was a lot more disconcerting uh. than I would have really anticipated. Like, I really didn't want to do work or do anything oh my god yeah same here like i it's it's weird how much it immediately affected my mood yeah uh as soon as i saw it i was just like i i didn't want to do anything like you said um fortunately the the office space that i I rent for the foundation you've been in the room you know there's no windows right and it's really well lit with leds yeah yeah um so you can kind of I, pretend it's normal in there. Yeah, yeah. I can hole up in here and it's still a bright, normal day. But like the second I, like in the middle of the afternoon, opened the door to go to the bathroom and saw what was outside, it was, I just wanted to like go home and curl up. It was, it's, it's really strange how much that affects the mood. Yeah. The, it was so dark, but wrong dark. Yeah. It, it was wrong dark. It felt like I had gone to sleep and woken up and it was still night. It was like that kind of feeling, but all day. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amanda's feeling was that she had stayed up all night. I've felt like that figuratively. And it was so dark. We, we have these, uh, like solar lights outside. They didn't, they weren't able to charge. They didn't even turn on for a second last night. Cause it was, it was just dark and orange and crap all day. For those of you listening to this far in the future, this is what was going on when we recorded our 150th episode. That's right. Yeah, wildfires. I just want to apologize about that orange sky, uh, Brandon. Oh, was and that Frank. you? It's it's a it was started as like a promotion for my my Doom video review that I'm posting <laughs> today. Uh, it's a reference to the Doom box art. We just thought we would scorch the sky for a day, and then you know. Well, you know, it was nine nine. It was the Dreamcast <laughs> birthday. Oh yeah, so orange it, is the Dreamcast color. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, well, not in every territory, but yes, in in oh, the yeah. ones that count. Well, that's why it happened in America, not in the UK. Got oh, it. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh my Lord! Yeah. So yeah. I have some special plans for this episode. Oh really? To commemorate the big round number, it is. I like to say commemorate. The old pronunciation. So what does one person memorate and multiple people commemorate? Exactly. It's remembering together. All right. Memorate is a is it it's a disused verb that we, we don't we don't touch on anymore. Memorate is, is a nice word. It's different from remember. Usually what happens on this show is I ask a series of ten questions, which the panel has six minutes each to discuss. Uh-huh. But this week we're gonna do thirty questions at two minutes each. 
And every single one of them was submitted by the listeners who have stuck with us through 150 episodes. Oh, crico. Wait, did you actually, like, make sure that they have listened to all 150? Is that what you just said? I didn't say all 150 episodes, but through 150 episodes. So, But it's people who absolutely were here from day one. Got it. They might as well be. Vetted. I, I recognize so many names, for example, in my, my Twitch chat where I'm like, that guy's been hanging out in my uh, actionbutton.net comments since like 2005 so maybe maybe jaffe is uh off the top of his head able to realize that all of these people have been with us for a long time i don't know i definitely appreciate you know that i i see a lot of the same names coming up from like original insert credit forums and stuff and it's like welcome back you know that's great well whether you're a new listener or an old listener we appreciate you yeah new listeners are good too don't get me wrong we are uh going to do our best to honor the questions you have sent our way in two minute chunks each we got to keep these tight or we're going to run way over time here we go let's do it Golock asks who do i have to talk to at capcom to get god hand gotcha force and breath of fire dragon quarter re-released oh crikey well i can tell you that person's in japan for sure because no one in america can do anything for you sorry yeah, well, no one in America for a lot of Japanese video game companies can really do anything for anybody about stuff like that, right? Yep. It's yep. like they have to go they have to go through a labyrinth of lawyers. I'll tell you who would have done it is Keiji Inafune. If you would have talked to him, if you would have tweeted at him 25 times, that goddamn guy quit his 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 comfortable executive job at Capcom to launch a Kickstarter because he thought everybody wanted a 2D Mega Man because enough people had tweeted at him about it and he was too active on Twitter. Uh, if he were still around, he would do it. If you got like 25 people to tweet that they want a remaster of Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter, he would have poured like a million dollars into it, probably. KG in a boat. Yeah, KG in a boat. That's that's who you have to talk to. Ask him who to talk to. So get him back into Capcom and then ask him. That's the answer. Yeah. I think he's just a, he's just a friendly enough individual that if you talk to him now, he'll probably tell you who to talk to. That's, that's fair. Yeah, he'd probably say nobody. Yeah, probably nobody. And then I guess you got to get a... You got to get platinum back in there because they were the people that did all the the God Hand stuff, right? Yeah, I I feel like Capcom isn't super big on licensing at its stuff, so it might might be a tough tough ask. You know, I'm I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, here's something I know for having followed Japanese rock music since the '90s. There are very few Japanese rock bands that break up uh, uh over some uh, creative differences that don't get back together at some point. That's true. They're really, really good about that. Number Girl got back together last year. That's that's ridiculous, right? So if Number Girl can get back together, I'm pretty sure by now they could call up Platinum and be like, hey, can we, do you guys want to help us do like a remaster of God Hand? I mean, well, also, let's not, I mean, Capcom does kind of exploit Okami all the time. So mm-hmm. like they still, they don't like dislike Clover stuff, right? That's my answer. Daniel C. asks, the PS2 ranking show features lots of Japanese games I never heard of, but sounded essential to the guys. Well, now you've heard of them. What is your number one Japanese hidden gem from that era you recommend checking out? Oh, heck. <laughs> hidden gems from the PlayStation 2 era? Lord. We only got we only got two minutes? Japanese only. Japanese only. There's so a lot of not gems. Not released here. Yeah. Oh, man. The Yoshinoya Beef Bowl uh, game. It's just a be- It's a master class in user experience and user interface. It's it's incredible. That's true. Very, very, very well made, uh, yet uh, kind of incredibly stupid game. I love it. <laughs> that's that's one. Yeah, that's one. Um, 
Okay, I got to think of one. I'm looking at my oh, wall of PS2 games. Oh, the the Nightmare of Druaga Mystery Dungeon, the Namco uh, Druaga remake that is yeah. Mystery Dungeon skinned, but also contains a whole lot of really thoughtful, deep Druaga lore in it as well. Uh, really like that one. I could never get into that one. Oh, really? That's, yeah. That's my favorite Mystery Dungeon game ever, is that one. I keep wanting to try it. It's just, um, I don't know, I guess I need to reframe my mindset on it is what I need to do. And just because it, it feels very stilted, you know, it is an unusual mystery dungeon. I don't know. I, I, I played it in Japanese. I think me and Brandon both like Dororo or Blood Will Tell. Yeah, but that came out in the US also. Oh, well, I mean, so did the Draga. Uh, I'm just saying. Right. These are, supposed to be... could, did they have to be only released in Japan? Jaffe? They just said Japanese, not only. released oh, in okay. Japan. Oh, OK, OK. Oh, that makes it a lot easier. So, uh, oh, Garoden Breakblow uh, or Fist or Twist. Fist or That's Twist. My favorite fighting game from that era i mean berserk uh the berserk millennium falcon Mm -hmm. game uh by sammy is also incredulously good that didn't come out in america that one's good i don't know if that's a hidden gem but that's one of one of my top 10 games of all time that uh uh, for whatever reason we can get into that later love that game yeah i feel like even though it did come out here extermination is kind of a hidden gem the sweary game it's fine it's okay this question is from bean dog Bean dog oh, question. We're on question three. Okay, let's yeah. go. If you were just getting into the games industry today, just out of high school or college, what would you most want to do? Who would you oh, most God. want to work for? What would you most want to make? What would you most want to write about, etc.? I I just have to say I've thought about this a lot recently. How terrible it would be, yeah, to get out of school right now with no connections and want to get into the game industry because the game industry is so much about who you know who what connections you have in in terms like if you're an indie or something like if, if, if you're not trying to just join a company so it's like so much like any industry those face-to-face mm-hmm. meetings that i had across the last 20 years were so vital to me just getting anything done at all that i i would feel so miserable during this pandemic to be like okay i want to get into games i don't know anybody I don't know how to get started and uh everything's like walled off in into like mystery online land it would be miserable even though it's way harder now than when we started i think i would still enter by creating content online that's good enough to get noticed by people and then going from there totally yeah i mean i kind of changed up my god darn career uh three years ago to uh shift to a focus toward uh content creation and uh, I don't know if uh, I'm uh, privileged to have had a, a long, stupid uh, life full of disastrous mistakes prior to that that resulted in me having something maybe unique to say. Though either way, it has opened a lot of business opportunities to me unexpectedly. So I got people wanting to publish a video game made by me. They don't even know what the goddamn game is. Oh, that's so great. I think uh, uh, maybe being a YouTuber is is what I would do. But uh, try to do it different. Yeah, uh, that's, that's like, the part that most people don't get with most career advice is try to do it different. Yeah, yeah try, try to do it different. Equally in the 90s and equally today, if I were just going to join a company, I would go join Sega still. still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sega. Absolutely. I love those guys at Sega. The Yakuza games, they released the Persona games. Yeah. yeah, get over there. Go with Sega. Sega's good now. Mox Bagel asks, what game would benefit most from setting it in another time period? Mm, None. If Shenmue were set uh, during the Reconstruction era, 
during uh, uh, with the U.S. forces like were first occupying Yokosuka, oh, and yeah. there were uh, and and there was still some uh, and then Landi is still a Chinese guy from China, and uh, uh, Rio's dad is still killed uh, by this Chinese guy from China while the U.S. forces are occupying, and you've got General MacArthur hanging around, and it's like super super hardcore. Uh, deep into the post World War II lore, and it actually like says a couple of big political things instead of just being some weird vanity fantasy about some guy's childhood. You know, all due respect, the game's pretty cool, but I think if you gave it some sort of post World War II narrative, you'd have a, Man. a heck of a cool game. Uh, I was actually also thinking Shenmue because he, and it was mostly because he said Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. But my answer is yeah. uh, Shenmue, but in a weird like David Cagey future, but it's still Shenmue and tries to make it boring. So you're in a future where technology is really advanced and there's all these like robots and and holograms and things, but it but it's really dull. It's about the dull existence of being in the future. I like it. You use you use the two analog sticks to move your thumbs so you can Google uh where can I find some sailors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, just to make sure that it's clear, we're all thinking about the exact same thing. Um, that rules because because, <laughs> because we talked about Yakuza briefly. I was thinking of a Yakuza game set in the Reconstruction era. Because, <laughs> oh yeah, because actually that could happen for real. That's actually realistic. Yeah, because that might the, actually happen. That game is so um, takes so much influence from the film series Battles Without Honor and Humanity. Oh, yeah, it's his favorite films. Just literally putting it in that era would be such a like a natural thing, and it would probably it. benefit the game in a certain way. So there we yeah, go. I mean, there you go. Interesting era that I've been reading a lot about lately. This question is from an anonymous user. They ask, what is the quibby of video games? <laughs> Engage. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. Nokia Engage. I mean, it, even even down to the uh, the, the strange uh, 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 geometric orientation where you have to side talk with the end gauge, right? right. You got to hold it on the side yeah. like a weird little thing, you like like you're kind of like scraping paint off the side of your head. Whereas the uh, the Quibi requires you to watch these videos in the portrait format because they thought that that's that's just how people do stuff well, no, nowadays. You can also rotate it and then see more. Can you? For for some of them, yeah. Oh man, that's. That's trashy as heck, dude. Yeah, it was an early like this is this is what's going to be our cool thing is like if you rotate it, you can see more of the scene. But it's like, why not just watch it that way then? I don't know. I think there was a point in time when mobile app designers could very well have have a uh, normalized holding a phone in two hands. Everybody holds the phone in two hands anyway. They could have normalized the landscape mode. I don't know. I think it's actually more comfortable. Also with whatever with Queeby. Like, I like Queeby better. <laughs> Queeby. Um, it's actually, it should be pronounced Quibi because oh, it's quick, but like a ribeye. But it's Quibi. Quibi. The Engage also had a weird like boss person who was saying weird stuff. If you remember Gerard mm-hmm. Wiener, Tim. Oh, yeah. I love Gerard Wiener. Yeah. Hello, my name is Gerard Wiener. <laughs> he said when he stepped on stage. Yeah, and there and there was that guy who pronounced it Engage Arena. Um, <laughs> it was a. It was a good time. That so, was a yeah. good time for they, video they also games. Had, they also had big content. Like uh, They also had like big like prestige stuff on there. They had like Sega did like a, a, a an MMO, like a pixel art Shining yeah. Force style uh, a strategy RPG fantasy MMO. Didn't they have a Tomb Raider on yep. there? A Splinter Cell? 
They had Tomb Raider. They had never Pandemonium. They had Knights. Pandemonium. I'm, they I'm had going, Elder Scrolls. I'm going for that. I feel like there's a couple things on Quibi that I've I've seen advertised, and I'm like, I'd maybe watch that if that was like on YouTube. Uh, whereas, same thing with that Sega MMO. So, Engage. Sarah Sophia asks. Will we ever see a new generation of dedicated handheld consoles again, or do they go out on top with the Vita and 3DS? You can play <laughs> the Switch as a dedicated handheld console. Right. I do. I yeah. think, I mean, my my uh, girlfriend, Mimsy, she has a Nintendo Switch Lite, which I may have purchased for her for her birthday. Aww. That uh, it very well, uh, I mean, it, that's, a, that's as dedicated. I've played a couple of games on it just for a couple of seconds, played some Animal Crossing on it, and I was like, ah, oh, man. The Nintendo Switch is a handheld console. Mm-hmm. You just have to change your your mind about it. That's all. Yeah, I think that era is is over. Like at some point, yeah. we thought maybe Sony would do another handheld, but at this point, what is what is the purpose of it for them? What is the market? Yeah, I think that the executives consider that market to have been taken away by smartphones. Um, exactly, and that's why whatever kind of future handheld stuff there there is a market for it, but it'll be in weird tiny things like whatever that thing is that panic's making that I, oh the play date um, play date it's going to be more little boutique like a, it's like a weird farmer's items. market yeah. version of the nintendo switch yeah. i actually think okay so I, I, I like my answer about the nintendo switch but also yeah uh nobody's the nintendo switch they they ruined it for everybody you can't do a, a big budget handheld dedicated console now if sony does one it has to be a Nintendo Switch like. It just has to be. Yeah. Right. Kind of can't so, go back. I can see either of them uh, making handheld versions of older designs of the current hardware. So, like current PS4 in like four years or something, maybe. Man, if they made a new Vita that, that let me use just like a regular SD card, <laughs> that would be some, And had some all, RAM in it. Man, that's all I wanted. Well, the RAM is one thing. Oh, that's all I wanted. They, if they would have put an SD card slot in that darn thing, Instead of getting their their hackles up about having a proprietary format, about owning a format, the the Vita would have been huge. That's 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 it, right? So that's why yeah. handhelds died. That brings us to our next question. Boogie asks thoughts on the play date. Uh, well, look at that. Like that crank. You almost can't think of it as a video game platform. It is a toy, right? And it's 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 a yeah. toy for a certain yeah. kind of person. Um, I think I'm probably one of those people, and the reason is not because I just need more weird indie games. But what I like about it in theory is that it is a platform that just kind of delivers the games to you and says, this is the one we're all playing this week. I think I'm missing being part of uh, a community that's playing the same thing. So that's the part of Playdate that excites me the most, not the crank or whatever. I'm really interested in it and I'm interested in the idea of it, but I keep getting put off by the Portlandiness of it and how... In order to make games for it, you must already have a bunch of money and time. And so it, mm-hmm. it, it sort of makes a certain type of person able to make games for it, which sort of puts it into like its own sort of arena that is walled off in a in like a social way, not in a any kind of real way. It's just walled off in terms of who who has the capacity to make things for it. Yeah. I really like the idea of it, but there's something that keeps making me be like, ah, man, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I would, I would, I I don't know. I feel like uh, I would get one if, if it was like possible to just buy it instead of whatever weird program they have going. It is very Portlandy. It is a farmer's market video game console. Yep. I do want to play all those weird little games on there. And I hope that, I hope they open it up and just let anybody release it. And I have a feeling that each one of those games that comes out is like, 
an hour or two of my time. And I think I, I, I think I like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, just it's just a dumb little arcadey game that I play once and we all tweet about it and and that's it. I li- I think we were just talking about unique hardware last week and uh, I love yeah. that crank. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to make another one with a with a dial. I'd love to do an oh dear on there and and drift with the crank. Mm. Yeah. Kyle asks an interesting question. He says, "What experience of reading a novel was most like playing a video game?" Oh. I actually think reading a novel is at least as, if not more, interactive than playing most video games. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent ready to back that up uh, yet, because uh, I'm I'm building up to. Th- I have a thought process, a whole thought process about this. I think uh, there's a certain amount of interactivity in reading, uh, seeing the picture in your head if you choose, uh, progressing at your own pace. Uh, I don't know. There's it's it's a it's a bad. It sounds like a a joke point uh now because i'm not uh i'm not uh, i'm not i haven't thought through it enough yet sorry the end i mean there there are some novels like when i read herman hesse or something like that that make me want to write or make me want to do something and uh on occasion some video games will make me they'll inspire me to think about a mechanic or a world a little more uh, but I would say it's much more rare with video games than it is with with novels. I'll tell you that Death Stranding sure did feel like reading a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I actually said this in my Death Stranding review, which uh, we, I watched yesterday on my Twitch channel as in a bit of performance art. I actually say this uh, 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 in my Death Stranding review that the, the, the uh, there are a lot of have you ever read a book like all night, like just to get to the end of it because you just stuck reading it. Yeah. I realized I've never beaten a Hideo Kojima game not while the sun was rising oh you know what me too absolutely me too yeah Yeah. every metal gear solid that the first time i beat it was at like four or five a.m because they're paced like books yeah where you get into a certain point where it's like there is no stopping point and you hear some people histrionically uh describe kojima as having no respect for the audience's time or whatever and it's like yeah sure but also it is kind of neat and sure i would love it if somebody different did it uh, as well as he did. And I feel like if somebody else had the opportunity to do that, that would be great. Thank you. <laughs> so that's that the video s- game that's most like a novel, <laughs> which is not what the question was. All right. No, uh, that was, no, that was, I answered the question. Okay. Yeah. So, video game that was most like a novel? No, that oh, was dang. not the question. Yeah. No, there was, what aspect of a novel is uh, the, the aspect of uh, reading a really good book and just like getting stuck at the, at the end, being like, I've right. got to finish this tonight. Okay. I've done that so many times that in my particular life. particular part of reading novel. All right, that that, that yeah, answers the problem. I believe sure. that answers the question. Okay. Well, let the question asker respond uh, uh, in a Patreon message. Yeah. If you think we answered it correctly, give us three more dollars a month. Mm. If you think we answered it incorrectly, yeah, give us six more dollars a month. Jesse asks, who is the current Peter Molyneux of the gaming industry? I don't, I don't know if we can ever have another one um, because nobody is like popular enough to be yeah. out there, you know? Like it's it's... It's tempting to say Tommy Tallarico with what he's going on, got going on, but I don't think any oh, yeah. anyone's paying attention to that. If anyone cared, that would be a good answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who's who's the Tommy Tallarico of video games today? That's a good joke. Yeah. Um. So I guess okay, you, you might you might have to like adjust for deflation, right? For when you're when you're trying to assess who the the Peter Molyneux of today is. So I'm gonna say it's whoever's in charge of uh of Fortnite's uh, advertising. With this, with this Apple thing that they're doing. What, what do you mean uh, by this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, just it's, saying it's, words. It's, it's such a dumb thing that they planned really long, and it's such a 
such a hacky implementation and it's like so trashy and classless yeah i think it's a different kind of hackiness than peter molyneux yeah i know that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about adjusting for deflation here jerry i think kickstarter has made many peter molyneux of us all kickstarter has a kg nafune with right <laughs> Saying he's going to make a Mega Man Legends successor. What happened to that? Red Ash or Recolon Dash uh, is what it's a, a reference to. Rockman Dash. Red Ash immediately brings up an Italian restaurant in Colorado. No, on Colorado Street in, in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Red Ash. Uh, am I getting the name of this game right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember it's the name. Been a long time. I'm just along for the it ride. Is, it is called Red Ash. Okay. Okay, maybe that's, I mean, that's not a Molyneux thing, though. That's just a guy saying he's going to make something. And, I mean, he was then, yeah. the Molyneux for like a month, right? Right. Then, then, yeah, then the goddamn snipers. Molyneux of the month. I like that. Yeah, I think Frank's answer is, is better because to- Tommy is definitely continually pushing this idea of a thing that may not deliver at all. Mm-hmm. This question is from an anonymous donor. They ask, what is the most painful video game control scheme? Oh. The most painful? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it, this is probably not the most painful, but one thing that comes to mind is trying to play fighting games on controllers that have four face buttons and then shoulders, and you have to like hit shoulder buttons to mm-hmm. especially when they only have a left and right and they don't have two on the same on the on the right side. Yeah. So they don't have a trigger and a bumper and and you sort of have to really do some weird claw hand stuff in order to you know hit hit the hard kick above the d-pad or whatever it's egregious jerry i hate it yeah that's where my brain goes too is just i'm not coming up with specific examples the fighting games are probably the best ones uh but in general demanding too much thumb travel across the face buttons to me is pretty painful yeah like the thumb should be resting in one position hitting two buttons with the rare need for a third and fourth uh, ideally and then anything that that breaks that and and makes you uh well especially if it's if it's making you press two different two button combinations that sucks mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i so, think of heavy rain that makes you do that a lot so i got i got big long fingers and it's it's a real big long weird disproportionate spider-like index fingers and it's really hard for me to press the bumpers on any modern consoles controller and i, I don't talk about this too much because i know it's just me uh but that's why i love the paddles so I used to get tendon pain from playing any game that required me to touch the bumpers. And now that I've got these elite controllers with the, the, the rear paddles, no more pain. So, I mean, uh, basically no game is pain if you're allowed to remap the buttons, which consoles let you do now. Oh, you know, as much as I love and we all love Katamari, doing the, the fast speed up thing where you got to oh, oh, yeah. hit the analog sticks in opposite directions as fast as possible, that has severely... I've ha- I've had to take like month breaks from stuff after doing that. My best friend in childhood would constantly get these open sores on his palms for playing Mario Party. Oh, oh yeah, God. Mario Party too, where yeah. you gotta open where you sores. gotta rotate yeah. the analog stick real fast, and yeah. kids would put their palm down on the N sixty four stick. Clearly, oh, that's gross. That's not necessarily the the only way to do that. That's not what they yeah. intended you to do. But technically, that uh that could be the most painful. Yeah, uh, terrible. 
Brenton Woodrow asks, what five persons or development teams would you like to see get large budgets and five years to produce their dream games? Uh, we got to answer this one quick in two minutes. It, yeah, I don't know about <laughs> I, I feel like this one might not be a two minute question. OK, right? oh, you know, let's, wait, make it, let's make it two. Uh, OK, all right. Um, I would I really love the sort of restorative work that Bluepoint does on their remasters, things like Shadow of the Colossus. Mm. If they have a dream game and a huge budget, uh, I think I would just let them do whatever they want. You know, this is almost the same answer, but I would love to do that with M2 because Mm. um, I really, really like the Castlevania Adventure Rebirth game that they did, which was not exactly a remix, but like a full remake of, of that GBA game. I mean, Game Boy game, sorry. And uh, it it played so perfectly and so Castlevania e that if if they had some action game they wanted to do, I'd love to play. It. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. I think M two. Let's just go with M two. Did you play their Tetris that they did on the on the the Genesis Mini? No, I don't have the Mini, but I I want to play it. They made a new Mega Drive Tetris. It's just like man, I don't know. I want they should have a whole bunch of money and they should just make some some Genesis games. So we need three more teams, right? It's no, we more. reduced it to two. So oh oh, oh okay, we did it. But you got fifty more seconds if you want to throw in a third. Oh, okay. A third. So which which uh uh hmm. give a developer hmm. five years and infinite budget to make their dream. I'm game. bringing Sonic Team back. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Original. Original, Original Sonic, Sonic Team. Do they Team. Were, I don't. They're, uh. Are they dead? <laughs> they're they're all old. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you got if you got um Naoto Oshima. I want Skies of Arcadia. That's who okay. I want. Sure. What if we just say Skies of Arcadia? Can we just get Skies of Arcadia team? Uh, whatever. Yeah, give Rieko Kodama a big team. All right. I'm going to take one. I don't usually take one, but I'd give the money to Cavia. Let's bring Cavia back. Heck yeah. Yeah, get them all, get them all out of their graves. Get them yeah. from up. their graves or whatever it is. Uh, 90s Falcom. There we go. We're at five. Nice. Let's go on to the... <laughs> we did it with one second to spare. Okay. Giga Slime asks... Have you ever been turned off of a game because of its sense of humor? Oh, 100,000%. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like a million times. What game? Give me a game. Give me a game off the top of your head. Uh, The Messenger. Oh! And then later it turned out that The Messenger also has like some (laughs) right-wing greed in it, in in with that like that shopkeeper who's all clever. Isn't it like Um, direct quotes from some... uh, Yeah, from from some... Some jackbag fraudster. Yes. Uh, or, or whatever, some sort of pontificator. There is also, um, man, which is which is the one? Well, it's not the one. While you're thinking, the one I'm thinking yeah, of yeah. is that uh, sort of mother-inspired Western-made RPG that came out like maybe last year. That was uh, Y2K. Yeah, yeah, Y2K. Yeah. So no, that, it's it's, pronou- it's pronounced Yeek. Yeek. Okay. Yeah. That's not true. The the, the true. humor of that was just an immediate turnoff, and like I was a little bit excited uh, when. I saw Toby Fox tweeting about it. I was like, okay, but you know, this might be made a, in Portland. Weird, yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't, it was, <laughs> yes, it was, it was, I don't want to hate on Portland. <laughs> but... Grand Pooh bears in Portland. Is he? He moved. Khalif is in Portland. Khalif is there. There's, I mean, I have Friend more respect show. for Portland now that the, they have been protesting a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't have that respect before, but now I have it. <laughs> Yeah, Campo Santos not in Portland anymore. Did you figure out your uh, answer, Brandon? I can't remember no, the wait, name. There's there's this one game Portland. that that is all about how you're you're a middle aged. I mean, this is going to sound like a lot of games, but it's, you're a middle aged man and you have a nice job and a nice life, but you're just so sad. And it's like Grand Theft Auto Five. It's like <laughs> screw you, buddy. 
it's just like why why everyone should get out of his way kind of video game but also there's one of the um stanley parable like video games that um the beginner's guide yeah maybe that was it well it's the same team right same guy or whatever but there's there's one that's done by one guy and one that's done by another guy and uh i think it's the other guy anyway i I, I don't play games with stories you know what that's goose game for me i I, Uh, I just don't think that's funny i mean it's it's not it's not that it's i don't think it's it's not that it offends me it's just not interesting is that portland again it is Is portland Portland, the publisher not the developer yeah well okay this question is from kaiko uh he asks what non-mainline mario game has the best jumping not the one published in portland (laughs) (laughs) non-mainline mario what wow this is a good question because uh because there are so many non-mainline mario games that have really bad jumping it's very strange like the jumping in the the 3d overworld portions of super mario maker 2 it's terrible I would say the jumping in Super Mario Galaxy is terrible too. That's mainline. That is huh? a mainline yeah. Mario. So, I mean, I mean, this, but the question isn't which Mar- which mainline Mario has the worst jumping Super Mario Galaxy. It's, uh, it's the uh, opposite I mean, question. Was, yeah, Mario. Yeah, well, it's, I, I like the opposite question. I'm using the opposite to uh, yeah. it's a detective yeah, yeah, yeah. technique. It's, it's deductive reasoning here. So, uh, I think Mario is missing has terrible jumping. Right? Remember, it's just like this mm-hmm. linear programmery jump um all of the mario parties have this very linear jumping to it there's like no it's like shigeru miyamoto didn't uh didn't uh tap it with his feather or whatever oh i got an answer yeah let's hear it donkey kong 94 oh dk94 yeah it's got good jumps does that count as a mario game it's the one i was thinking of too but i mean i was just it's it's non-mainline mario i think it counts um yeah i i don't know it's a little bit awkward to just sort of like you know do the flip onto your hands thing and then do the jump. I it's, like it's that. Cool in practice, but it's it also just like it takes so long. It demands your time for no reason. Well, if that works, um, is it Smash Bros? Is that the answer? I don't I mean, like it's analog stick I jumping. I don't Jerry. like how it how the jumping works, but is it the best one? You can jump with a button in Smash Bros. Yeah, but it's not it's not canon. You can't you can't move with an analog stick, or you can't move with a D pad. So if you, can, I want to be able to move with the D pad and jump with the button. I want it all, Jerry. Well, I want it all. At least two of us uh, went to Donkey Kong '94. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah, DK '94 is probably it. Uh, yeah. by defaultish, it's just uh, yeah. Next question. Chris asks, "What does it take for a game to be chill enough to warrant an eighty-hour campaign?" Ooh, I don't know. I think Red Dead Redemption Two was was chill as it was one of the chillest games. It was basically Animal Crossing with cowboys most of the time very hyper gamified animal crossing i might argue that it has to alternately be not chill in order for that to work because Mm -hmm. with the with the yakuza games like i care about what's happening in the story with the good ones anyway and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm interested in seeing what happens next but i also enjoy like the world is chill and hanging out i mean sort of chill and hanging out and doing stuff feels good so like i think you have to have the the punctuation marks of the non-chill and then the world is a place you actually want to hang out. The world is a chill. I think eighty-hour campaign suggests to me that oh, it campaign, is, right? yeah, that it is the thing that they want you to be doing, and it's not the side quests and and hanging out. Does that game exist? Is, there, is there such a thing as an eighty-hour? That's actually an interesting. That's question. like every Dragon Quest is an eighty-hour campaign, isn't it? Every Dragon Quest, yeah. Dragon oh, Quest actually right. have somewhat yeah. minimal side. Chris quests, specifically per se. cited Dragon Quest Eleven in his question oh did he interesting yeah, yeah. i mean dragon quest 11 is clearly the answer so that's why this is a challenging question 
I think Red Dead Redemption having the various different jobs. There's these neat like procedural infinite uh, uh, stagecoach robbery jobs you can do where you talk to the guy and he's like, yeah, I think I heard of one that's coming up. And the stagecoach robbery might be a gunfight. It might be a, a dialogue. It might be uh, a story about a man cheating on his wife or uh, or whatever. Like there's it's they just like pop up. That sort of thing is fun. I don't know. That campaign is about 80 hours. So really the campaign, though, did you play the campaign? I, no, uh, I'm just saying, like, is uh, that in, is the ca- campaign entirely that 80 hours or is a lot of that side quest that feels like campaign? I, yeah, I rushed what? through it for the purpose of making a video. And I think it did take me around 70 some hours. Wow. Uh, yeah. it's But but again, that's well, the, the, the key component is if it feels episodic like television, if it feels like good television and you can play just like an hour yeah. every couple of days, which Yakuza fits. All right. We're making OK time. Anonymous asks, imagine. And this might be difficult. A post-apocalypse Earth okay. in which civilization has collapsed mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the remnants of humanity cling to a desperate existence without modern technology. Okay. Somehow, the Sega Corporation has survived and they All have right. hired you to make the next installment in the Sonic the Hedgehog series. How would you design this game without electricity or television? Shoot. Sonic the board game? Marbles, baby. Yeah, I immediately went to Marbles, too. So I think Marbles, that's, Jerry. That's our answer already. Um, <laughs> it's Marbles would, ramps. We, we could pick up the Marble Madness license real cheap because no other companies exist. Well, Sega probably bought it. It's probably a Demolition Man thing, and, and Sega's our Taco Bell. Well, Cerny has probably created a computer somewhere out of rocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. Stone style. Mark Cerny's Dr. Stone. <laughs> uh, he's created a cell phone out of out of whatever it is yeah dr stone's cool um i would have I just uh, imagined that mark certainly changed his name to dr stone style Dr. yeah <laughs> as soon as the apocalypse <laughs> flips over he's like yeah i'm dr stone now mark stone is <laughs> no his dr name stone now. style dr mark stone um so so uh, uh i would yeah i would make it with marbles baby yeah marbles all the way down i would invent some sort of uh adequately abrasive grindstone for for uh, making spherical marbles, except in the true spirit of Sonic's inability to get up a hill, etc., I would purposely grind the marbles, like hundreds of them, to be uniquely lopsided. Mm. And then I would I would paint using uh, plant dyes. The sky probably wouldn't be blue anymore, so I would have to make a sort of a I'd have to kill some animals, make a skin, yeah, well, we know dye it'd it be blue, orange. put it over my my marble pit. Mm-hmm. You know what would be cool is if the marble had one f- flat drip so that if you if you roll it, at, you know, along that, like that's the skill thing. It, yeah, then yeah. You can get it going straight. But then if you, uh, you know, you can get some canted angles and, and make some stuff happen with that. The, the lopsidedness plays into this as well. Maybe there's a rule yeah. the player is allowed to hold the marble in their hand, to palpate the marble in their palm for exactly 10 seconds before they they begin their play is that like spin dashing (laughs) yeah yeah sure you want to palpate it's lopsided but you have to make the spin dash sound the whole time yeah while two other people make the sounds of the music anyway that's question 15 so we'll be right back after a quick recharge I just want to say that in this primitive future, I'm pretty sure Masato Nakamura is still alive uh, to make Sonic music for us. Because if you've seen that guy, he still looks like a teenager. It's incredible. Yeah. He's like 60 years old. He'll just Good be beatboxing him. behind you. Yeah. He'll be going, doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> and he'll just be like, yeah. 
keep it up, Mas- Masato Nakamura. I love yes. Masato Nakamura. I think acapella bands will be in high demand in Masato the, uh, Nakapella. Yes. <laughs> yes! Yeah. That's it. End of the show Victory. now. Welcome back to Insert Credit. We're in the middle of our 30-question listener-submitted extravaganza. Here we go. This one is from Josh J, who says, Name a console port of an arcade game that is considerably better than its arcade source material. Oh, most of the NES ones, man. Um, yeah, the yeah. ones that, where they couldn't compete with the graphics, right. so they were forced to learn what game design was. Yeah, yeah those are the best. <laughs> exactly. Those are, real, those are real good. <laughs> so Rygar, right? Um, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, Strider, even, I, I think, is, is cooler on the NES. Uh, Bionic Commando, for sure. Strider's cooler on the Genesis, but... Well, Strider on the NES is a, is its own completely different thing yeah but yeah. so is bionic commando they're just like uh they're 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 what do you call it i hate to use this word but they're like they're they're underrated i think i think strider for nes is underrated that's what i would oh, say Oh, absolutely yeah i guess i should try it again i think what i maybe am thinking of is that strider 2 game oh for ps1 i i like strider no no, no not not that one the this the strider 2 that would like us gold put it out oh yeah yeah, not the the Strider two on PS one. I do like. Don't play that, mate. Play Strider Strider two on PS one. Everybody, check that out. Uh, arcade ports that are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those cave ones on PS two are real good if you play them on a CRT. Uh, yeah, and and they're better than the arcade because you don't gotta fly to Japan and you know you just kind of play them on the on the TV. Ibata. I don't Zanac, know. Zanac, Zanac. That's a pretty good one. Um, Cyveriar. Yeah, Cyveriar. I like that one. Love it. Um. <laughs> well, what, okay let's try let's let's modify the question frank super nintendo sega genesis era okay. what do we got all right um, like a, let's think are any of the uh, this, brawlers somehow better like i don't think turtles in time is better no, no. it's a uh, sunset it's rider just, is not better yeah just as flat i mean and that's what all the arcade games are at this point right they're brawlers and street fighter and light guns yeah and shooting games i think there are probably quite a few um turbo graphics era like right in that in between nes and 16-bit i I think i got something um in my head this is this is a a sort of meta answer though i've been i've been rabbit holing a lot down uh early reviews of ridge racer for no particular reason i've been reading a lot about i've been reading a lot of old magazine reviews about ridge racer lately and ridge racer was a cool arcade game it was a moment right it was 60 fps it was uh it was an incredible moment in 1994 uh, though I think that the sequels to Ridge Racer that were only on the PlayStation 1 completed the whole idea of Ridge Racer so beautifully. Yeah, that's kind of cheating, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, like, it is. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a meta answer. But R4. Right. But I would agree. I feel like every Ridge Racer game is just Ridge Racer. I feel like they're not sequels. They're the new version Remakes, of yeah. Ridge Racer. They're, they're like a, an, an alternate perspective on Ridge Racer. Here's a question from Jared P that I'm going to quote verbatim. Do you have a dream game mod you'd like to make or wish existed? Like, for example, Hitman nude mod. And to become nude, you have to find the nude man in the Hitman level and steal his outfit like that. (laughs) All right. I love it. That's a good one. It's not going to we're not going to have a better answer than that one. No. I mean, you answered your own question there, buddy. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. let me let me get this straight. Let's let's kind of uh, can we can we uh, proofread and edit this question just a tiny bit? Um, sure. W- what mods do you want in video games? You have a dream mod? Yeah. 
So like an existing okay. game and we want we want to we want to modify it. Uh Okay, so Yeah, I mean Sonic Adventure except Sonic is me. <laughs> I have actually a really like I actually have had one of these in mind for a very long time. Okay. And it's what if Hitman can get nude mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> by yeah. finding the nude guy in a level and stealing his outfit. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um Basically, my dream mod is a uh, is called backward compatibility for PlayStation two games on my PlayStation four or five. That's not a game mod. Come on. (laughs) I think it's, it's a tough question because for me, the thing I like most about mods like this is being surprised. And so like my, something that I could imagine is is not, is never going to be as fun as like something just comes up like a Hitman nude mod where you have to find the nude man. Um, Mm-hmm. That that's funny and interesting that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, that's I guess that's my favorite thing with mods is that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, but maybe it's some kind of a, there's probably already a Doom mod where it's like you're gardening instead. I mean that that kind yes. of thing is interesting to me. Yeah, there is. I think there literally is. I think I've seen that one. Is there there's a Skyrim be. mod? A Skyrim mod that makes the combat like real good. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like I'm serious. I've I've joked about this on many streams in the past, uh, which are are some of our listeners might have watched. I've been talking about this for years, and somebody always comes in with, "There's oh, there's probably a mod for that." Where is it, buddy? I googled it like two months ago. Didn't come up. Uh, how about a Yakuza mod wh- where you uh, play Earth Defense Force style in Kamurocho? Yakuza mod where it's Streets of Rage music every time the battle starts. Yeah. That should be easy. This question is from Sam. Sam oh, hey, asks, Sam. Freak, Mary kill. Yoko Taro, Sweri, Yoshiro Kimura. Um, well, Taro is the kill for reasons that I won't get into. Okay. Oh, inter- in- interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I only know Sweri by name of those three, so I might just mute my mic here. Let you, let you two Yoshiro play. Kimura made, made Moon and Tulip. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And Yoko Taro is near. On a previous episode, we discussed that in these kinds of questions, we would substitute the freak for something else. Uh, sometimes it's take someone to the airport. Sometimes it's help them move. Sometimes it's hug. Yeah, it's true. Uh, hug, hug, marry, kills. So, so I think it. I'd probably hug Kimura and, uh, yeah. and marry Swery. First, I mean, first and of kill all, Yoko Tano, marry Swery. Yeah. Um, I'm 100 quadrillion percent would never marry Swery. And do you want me to tell you why? He follows goddamn Nazis on Twitter, hundreds oh. and hundreds and hundreds of them. People send me psychotic, death-threatening emails telling me I'd like to hear you pronounce the L in talk after I drag you by the tongue from the back of my truck. A literal message wow. someone sent me, right? Wow. Which is like, okay, and then I click on the guy, followed by Sweary. So there you go. Sweary, don't follow everybody that follows you on Twitter. He, I That's don't know weird. how he's going to do a, do a cull on that. Don't marry somebody who follows all their followers on Twitter. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. True. It's reckless behavior. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so I'd marry Yoshido Kimura because he's given me money before. <laughs> 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 okay, there's no top in that. Uh, I wouldn't kill Sweary, though. No. I'd hang out with no, 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 no. Hang out yeah. with. No. We have hung out with Sweary. So that's what I, that's me, though. You all don't have to agree with me. Uh, I do so, agree I with you. Agree. Yeah, consensus. Okay. Consensus. Next question with three seconds to go. David asks, on a recent episode, Jaffe, that's me, 
suggested designing a game based on Bartleby the Scrivener, a story of Wall Street, Herman Melville, 1853. However, time ran out and no one pursued his prompt. I think it's an interesting challenge for an input-based form like games because the story portrays deliberate and defiant inaction. How can this theme be expressed in a game? Important caveat, the inaction must be in a mundane or low-stakes context as it is in the story. Ah, uh, yes, I yes. Mean, I I think the challenge of that question for me was that I read it when I read that when I was like 14 and forgot mm -hmm. what was in it. So like mm -hmm. that, that unfortunately has not changed between then and now. Uh, I'll try to run through it very quick. You've got a guy <laughs> who works at a Scrivener place, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, transcribing stuff. People keep asking him to do stuff. He says he doesn't want to do it. Uh, that gets snowballs bigger and bigger until he's just in a state of complete inaction, denying anything anyone asks him and not taking yeah. any action ever. Right. It's a story defined by inaction. One right. one interesting thing to know is that uh, uh, Melville was a huge, huge, huge like fanboy of Nathaniel Hawthorne. Did, uh, mm -hmm. Brandon, have you reread The Scarlet Letter recently? No, I'll, not Check it since out. I was 13, 14. Check it out. It's real good. All right. It has very I read interesting a young theme. Goodman Brown yesterday. So when, when we rules. read the Scarlet Letter in high school, we read a version that did not have the intro. Oh. The intro is like fifty pages long of Nathaniel Hawthorne talking about his mundane life as a clerk at a customs house, which yeah. Nathaniel or uh, which which uh, Herman Melville was an, an enormous fan of, called it the greatest piece of writing he'd ever seen in his life. Uh, I did read, read that intro, but I also was 13 or 14, and I was like, I don't care about this. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> it rules to read right now in the year 2020. Right, it is right, an excellent thing to read. Um, so rules. What I'm saying is... But the answer is still papers, please. I want to see some Animal Crossing-like video games that use an Animal Crossing, uh, use Animal Crossing verbs, but tell stories, right? That tell, mm -hmm. like, actual stories. And I, I suggested this once on a stream uh, at, at Kotako.com, and instantly I got people uh, kicking me in the nuts. Like, you want a story in Animal Crossing, you loser? And I was like, oh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Animal Crossing's cool, and we should make more games like it. I think that's how you would start with a game like this. I, I think a game about working in an office, in an office-building office that uses Animal Crossing verbs and uh, design mechanics could be really neat you could do it in even smaller in the like happy home designer yeah arena all right just have one thing that you do and and whether you do it or don't and how you do it affects uh i am gonna have us return to this question in a future episode yeah i would i would say you start there okay so let's let's start there and think about it later i'll reread bartleby the scrivener yeah me too great let's all reread ba bartleby the scrivener it's good it's a good story this question is from anonymous who asks, what game is the best palate cleanser? I want to say that every time you say this question's from Anonymous, it's 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 uh, it, it's got that Guy Fox mask in my head. Yeah, oh, sure. unfortunately. <laughs> uh, a good palate cleanser is like you play a, a vibrant Sega Genesis game and then you go play a Super Nintendo game that has a uh, like a pastel palette. That's not a jerky joke it's just a regular joke it does cleanse the palate well you know what you actually almost gave the exact answer i was thinking of which is i think racing games are the best palate cleanser for me when my palate gets filthy uh i like to boot up forza 7 on my xbox one x and i like to do a couple laps of le mans in my ford gt yeah that's pretty good i right? like to or play, play outrun 2 yeah outrun 2 is a good one yeah, i like to sometimes a give a good uh go on gunstar heroes on easy just to have like a little reset you know mm. Mm -hmm. 
easy gun star. I actually like that. any of the old Super Mario's as a quick palate cleanser. Sure. Mar- Mario 3 is, uh, it's too enthralling for me, unfortunately. Mario 3-0. Because I have too much fun with it. I just get too wild. You're just, I haven't seen it. You're just screaming the whole time. Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. The TV falls over. Yeah. Um, for for me, it's it's Forza Nurburgring. You ever play that track? I think you're the Brandon, only. You don't only play. You don't play here. Forzas and Forzas and Gran Turismo's, do you? That's weird. no. I don't play this. I feel like you would uh you would be chill with the newer Forzas. Maybe I like the arcade style, not the sim style. Oh well, you can turn on some stuff in the. You should play Forza Horizon, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm play R4 instead. If they made a Forza Horizon set in Japan. Uh, I've been with there. good music. Forza <laughs> yeah. Horizon 5. Come on, guys. Japan. Ibaraki. Set it in Ibaraki. That's the palate cleanser. Maybe if they set it in Poland, he'd play it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, question number 21. <laughs> this one is from Shane. Shane says, you've been put in charge of Funko Incorporated. Oh, you've no, just no, been informed no, that no, they've made no, all the Funko no, Pops. No, You must no. come up with a new line of toys to sell. What do you make? They've you made cannot... every character? Yeah, They've made everything. you cannot is, deliberately tank this, the company. Is, is this supposed to be fiction? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. I don't. I don't know. What would they make? Does it have to? Be, I think you're you're expecting us to concoct something equally disastrous as a Funko Pop. Not That'll possible, sell, yeah. buddy. Not possible from this goddamn brain, even. Well, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that people who uh, really like old video games just want to buy a thing that their brain says is them buying an old video game and uh mm. that if they buy enough of them they can they can build a bridge back into the their their mother's womb um yeah. so maybe it's just a series of oh oh you know okay i got it um you ever see those replay action figures Does anyone mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about yeah so they they will make crappy like star wars looking action oh, figures yes. okay. out of like any oh, yeah. property right so uh i would make uh nes style fake game cartridges out of every oh, licensed yeah. property with a with box art and everything so like oh with like bad pixel art yes. like the, the black the black boxes well no no no. i would do you know uh, you could do some of that actually that is the kind of tasteless art that these people like so maybe they are all black box games so like supermarket sweep right then the, the nes game all in the family the nes game that's what i would do i think they just find a way to sell those uh those uh i love a man who was born in february eats (laughs) raw steak and jumps through hula hoops every morning twice before breakfast and is also a pisces or whatever which is not correct and then it's and then at the end it just says and also spongebob squarepants (laughs) and then they would find a way to uh to sell that they would find a way to sell that to people who've never seen that yeah and then they would become the most popular t-shirt in the world. In the world. Yeah, just a random, you press a button and it generates a random shirt. Yeah. But I like, I like Frank's idea better. This question is from Anders M. Okay. Anders M asks, I was thinking about how Evolve and Doom Eternal's multiplayer got really bad rep in the gaming zeitgeist, disregarding how good they might actually be. Are there uh-huh. any good multiplayer modes in games with asymmetrical team setup? Yeah. There's good ideas. I don't know if there's necessary good necessarily good modes. I mean, I think I think Left 4 Dead did all right. Left 4 Dead is Left 4 Dead is meticulous. Jerry. Also, that um, what, what's that? Natural Selection is that what it's called? Natural Selection uh, was cool. Yeah, that I think that was like the original good asynchronous thing because you had um he, humans versus aliens and they had different powers and they weren't directly analogous. Natural Selection was cool. You know what's cool? 
was that god darn star trek game based on jj abrams this is star trek the movie bad game jerry however it was real interesting as a two-player co-op game where one of you is spock and one of you is kirk really and and uh some aliens have a boarded the enterprise some hostiles have boarded the enterprise and the whole game takes place on board the enterprise and you're trying to stop the alien threat as these two guys in separate areas but that was that was a neat idea and i watched some i never actually played it but i watched a bunch of little you know long play videos of it and it's actually does some neat stuff with asymmetrical uh campaign things and i'm like oh there's there's a gold mine of ideas in there um and i mean obviously a way out have either of you guys played a way out no nope i've heard good things ah Okay, a way out is so man. That stupid guy went on TV with a, with a TV. I don't know what TV is anymore. It's on the Game <laughs> Awards, and he was he was he was like uh, he was like the Oscars suck, man. Video games are the best. Oh yeah, the this is guy. so much better. Yeah, that guy. And I was like, man, what a, what a tool. And I played his game, and I'm like, oh dude, the Oscars suck. While I'm playing the game, <laughs> and I'm just like, it's it's so hammy and it's so uh, so stupid. But the ideas are so brilliant. They were just the lowest hanging fruit. I mean, he's just smashing the low hanging fruit with a god darn cricket bat, baby. And uh, if you guys haven't played that game, you live right next to each other, right? Right. I'll buy it from one of you for the god darn PS4. Wait, if that's possible. Just play it in the same. You got to play it in the same room. It's split screen. Even when you play it online, it's split screen. You got to do it, Jerry. You got to do it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. That's asymmetrical right. as heck. We'll get there. You got it. Oh, man. My number one recommendation from 2018 is to play that game. Okay. So. This question is from Spencer S., who asks, The psych ward that you nurse at has purchased several Xbox Ones at a discount. There will be one on every floor. Which mm-hmm. games will you install on them? How will you set them up so that your patients will better use them? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I would definitely have Animal Crossing because it's relaxing. How are you going to get no, that on an Xbox? Xbox One, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hack it. Oh, you're going to do that mod. You're, you're going to mod Hitman to be Animal Crossing, your dream mod. Exactly. Yeah. I would say my number one chill out game is God darn, uh, God darn Forza, man. I mean, they got... They got Minecraft on there. I guess Minecraft is probably something. I would do um, just uh, oh, is that Jackbox stuff is probably on there, right? Yeah, yeah. Just get that. Uh, you know, I think I think a lot of uh, if we're talking a psych ward, I think a lot of the treatment tends to be helping people socialize with each other. That's true. Um, so I think the I think those games are probably about the best you could do. Mm. Yeah, but how could we set it up so that they could do like drawful and stuff? Mm. Flight simulator, dude. A flight simulator would be mm. nice. Yeah, it'd be very peaceful. Yeah. Fly some flights. You got to You got to find a way to set up some some sort of a mode that is uh some sort of a mode that is chill. I think you got Minecraft flight simulator. You got Forza. Love that Forza seven. But I agree man. that multiplayer seems like the, uh, getting people together, talking to each other, seems like the the number one thing you want. Mm-hmm. Some trivia game, I don't know. Yeah, I it think I think you're onto something with the Jackbox business. I think Jackbox encourages a uh, somewhat uh, destructive behavior sometimes. Sometimes, okay, maybe not. I don't know. It depends. I've I've played enough Jackbox. I've watched. I've spectated enough Jackbox. I've played it's... Jackbox with you. You you were uh, at at times um, stymied at into times. in in action by uh, the desire to create the perfect hilarity. Yeah, um, which seemed to be an interesting, interesting challenge for you. Like the the pressure was too high to be to be 
as funny as possible. I don't like that low-hanging fruit is the problem. I mean, as much as I do chomp upon it. This question is from Suda69, who asks... Uh, LMAO. Nice. What is the most hyper-specific aesthetic video game thing you enjoy? For me, Ooh. it's ornamental UIs that enclose the gameplay area, like the Yeast books. Uh, other examples include independent game designer Ulilia's love of parallax scrolling, and oh, yeah. video game historian Frank Cifaldi's appreciation of big head mode. Well... <laughs> Known big head mode enthusiast, Frank. Oh, yeah. I guess I already answered most this question, for. so I'm, I'm out. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Frank, the master of big head mode is back. <laughs> oh, man. Extremely aesthetic video game things, huh? Yeah. Oh, no. There's too many of them, Jerry. Oh, no. I like shield bashes. That's not aesthetic, though. No. Game with the shield. Spears. I like spears. I like when the UI is there's like a line down the middle and it and the words are kind of split. And it's like inverted colors on one side versus the other. Maybe they got bullet points on one side of the line and the words on the other side and their the colors are inverted. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like when a UI tries to replicate a real computer or a real interface, um, regardless of whether they do a good job. I like looking at that like we've made a file folder with a bunch of little tabs in it. I just I like a little real world UI conceit. That's fun. Known skewmorphism aficionado, Brandon Sheffield. Yeah, that's me. Um, hmm, I like, I'm a big time big boy. I don't want to spoil anything from an upcoming video. It's like, I, I, there's literally an upcoming video where I, 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 that I'm making. That's the video after the video that I'm making right now, where I just rabbit hole real deep down this one very specific thing. I like a lot and why the game being reviewed is the best example of it. And I go through like a million different examples i don't want to spoil it jerry it's something i love though uh my hyper specific thing is that i really love when the main character has a big mustache and a red hat and blue overalls mm. yeah <laughs> okay. mario oh well, i can also i can add this one i like i like uh, uh uh slowly diagonally scrolling backgrounds and menus yeah oh that's a good one i like that i, I, I like uh, I not like, only yeah, I, I mean i like it like a sort of an extremely great deal to the point where tuning the speed of video balls scrolling background was a uh, uh, that was a another anonymous question uh yeah. they ask how can web comics about video games come back big in the 2020s sprites baby sprite comics it's time it's yeah. time for them to come back that's bring back Funko. bob and george that's funko's new thing oh they're, they're, they're bringing back sprite comics oh my god yeah i think the main thing is the the comic that I have wanted to do for a long time should be I should make it and someone uh, I should get an artist and just make it. It's what a, is it? What is what is it? Do you? Uh, oh man, you it's, can't it's, spoil it. I could I could spoil it. It's it's very stupid. It's basically um you know how we like to make these uh, dumb portmanteaus on this show. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. that doesn't so sound like us. Here, here's an example of one of the comics. You got a you got a bunch of gamers in an esports lounge and they're all hanging out and this one guy is like i gotta clean up around here it's y'all are filthy and he's going around cleaning stuff up and he's like like who who left this coffee out you got to clean up after yourselves and then it cuts to the uh the final title and it says player unknowns coffee grounds Oh, and it and that is the theme of every single one of these is it's oh it's all kind of a game of charades that's disgusting jerry yeah so that's that's what'll make it popular in 2020 is i'll get to make those comics and 
make everyone go Ugh, every time they yeah. <laughs> see it, and then and then just inflict it on everyone around yeah, them with exactly. retweets. Here's, here's what I think. I think uh, that we need to progress beyond video game web comics and into no deal video game sitcoms. Oh, sitcomics. Why aren't there a lot of any? There aren't enough YouTube sitcoms. Because producing stuff is expensive, and expensive yeah. doesn't work on YouTube. No, and in the early 2000s, not early 2000s, in the early 2010s, there were a bunch of web sitcoms, and they all failed. Yeah, and there were some real good ones, yeah. I like Caleb Gallo. Frank, immediately after this show ends, I want you to check out what I did with $12,000. <laughs> well, 12000 is actually a pretty big budget. <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> not, not, not for what I did, baby. Guess we'll see. Kind of bummed it. that Mappy is a cop, asks. How would you design a <laughs> VR game for dogs? Game for dogs. A VR game. A VR game for dogs. Can yeah. they see in the VR helmet? Here's the thing: dogs right. don't have very good vision. Yeah. Yeah. They they like uh, they, okay. So this is a, a fun thing that I mean I I sort of knew this all the time. Well, we and then need I, to put smells in there. Smell yeah, yeah. There would need would to be smell of vision because their the smelling is their primary sense. It's like their smell is 800 times more powerful than ours. Can you even? I can't even like fathom what no. that is like. Right. So. Yeah. There's that uh, smelling is like 99% of their entertainment. My my little buddy loves to smell the trash can on the corner by the pizzeria. I only I can only imagine what he's smelling yeah. by the pizzeria trash can. So the dog's vision is actually so bad. It's not bad. It's they can't see in the dark at all like humans. So whereas cats can see in the dark dogs. Uh, my dog is just bumbling around in the dark. And it's really funny to me. My dog is so. continuing to bark at this this post that. Uh, someone just put into the fence like they there there was this long piece of wood and someone just like jammed it into the fence and uh my dog hates it he hates the thing he hates that it's there he he keep but he keeps looking at it like there's something on it like something is wrong with it visually but it it's clearly not i'll like thunk it with my hands and he'll wag his tail and bark at it some more <laughs> it's like i don't know man anyway sounds you gotta, like you've got a wild animal on your hands over yeah, there you gotta um you got to have a treadmill for sure, because dogs are going to be like, oh, I'm going to get closer to that. No, no matter what, like you're not going to stop them from doing that. So you need a treadmill. You got to have smell o vision. Um, it's also got to be incredibly comfortable because they hate having stuff on their face. Yeah, um, that's true. So uh, it might have to be more like a bubble or a sphere. Like it, ha- it might have to be AR. Like they're in this big sphere bubble that shows and, and mists, shows things and mists them with like smells. one of those it, an omnidirectional treadmill where they can run in any direction. Yeah. And they're just smell cues, abstract mm-hmm. graphical smell cues. And there has to be a lot of tennis ball yellow in there. Yeah. And they a can't moving, see too many moving rabbit type thing they can chase at. Yeah. Andy D says, please redesign the Tour de France series for its inevitable 2021 release so the game becomes fun in any way at all. Is there a okay. Tour de France game series? Video games? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I want to propose something that I prototyped before that I like that uh, everyone told me was not fun. And it's using the triggers to pedal a bicycle back and forth. Like Pen Pen Triathlon. Yeah, yeah. Except like. But probably better. Like, Real good, high speed, like wicked high speed, like real good, real fast, real sweet. Make it Tour de France uh, uh, 2048 or whatever and have like uh, like like everyone where we're in, in a year where uh, all 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 bicyclists have uh, voluntarily amputated their legs uh, at the knees and uh, received uh, polycarbonate prosthetics, uh, which are just uh, objectively stronger and faster. And are using those to pedal bicycles at speeds of like 70 to 80 miles per hour. And you got to use the triggers on your 
Xbox One Elite controller to uh, to pedal real fast. I'm gonna and go the other way. There's ray tracing. I'm gonna <laughs> ray tracing. I'm gonna say, uh, give it a Bennett Foddy makeover and make mm. it as as floppy and difficult to do as possible. Like not funny bikes. Map map everything from balance to steering to pedaling to uh, getting a drink of water because you're dehydrated. I don't uh, think whoever okay. owns the Tour de France trademark would like that. Yeah, well, I'm not interested in them. I'm interested yeah, in right. making this game enjoyable and f- fun. You're giving me the money. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm thinking Bennett Foddy would agree with my use the triggers to pedal thing yeah. at the very least. I think um, so. So there's sure. using the triggers to pedal. And uh, so in other words, Bennett Foddy's getting over it was already Bennett Foddy's sexy hiking. So this would be Bennett Foddy's funny biking. Yes. <laughs> Tour de France nice. colon funny biking, funny biking by Bennett Foddy. Wemblin asks, was The Witness a good video game? The Witness? The Witness. The, that was a joke. Oh. Uh, the, the what? I, I noticed. I said The Witness. The Witness? Yeah. Can you explain That's this my... joke? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, really, really thought you misheard it. Uh, I played The Witness. That was a real cocaine joke, Brandon. Thank you. Um... Was it a good game? Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what the witness is? It's a sharper image product. I that's okay. What, that's what the witness is, baby. It's it's the that's the only video game they sell at sharper image. Is everybody... <laughs> no, I follow. Yeah. Most video games are only worthy of Spencer's gifts. <laughs> I, that's my answer. I, 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 it's I, got Tarkovsky in it. I appreciated the witness. Um, it was an experience that I enjoyed um i but like is it a good video game i don't know what that means you know i don't know how to mm-hmm, define mm-hmm. a good video game is it like we haha fun i mean not really but you know even if i'll never relate to this human that that sort of directed this thing i think there were a lot of really interesting uh ideas and touches yeah. there and i think that um how completely up to interpretation the world is uh you know occupied my mind in very interesting ways and 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 i, I thought about a lot of different ways uh to interpret what i was seeing and so I, I i think i liked it uh that's a compliment yeah i enjoy the way it teaches you to think about learning yeah yeah it yeah. teaches you it teaches you to think about learning in a way you might not have considered i you know what yes the, the witness is a good video yeah i'm, I'm that, with you that that's yes. what i would say uh, because All I right. watched my buddy Doug Jones play it last Christmas for a couple hours. So we just booted it up to see it in 4K 120 on his TV. You're friends with Abe Sapien? <laughs> and anyway, I'm just watching him solve a puzzle. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I like this game. Okay. Next question. This is another anonymous one. If you were working at a AAA game studio and you were asked to recruit someone to be a new creative director at the studio, who would you recruit and why? Ooh. It would not be a video game person. Um, so it would be, yes, I like that. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, God, what, that's what I was thinking. The answer, the question was, uh, oh, sure, why, okay. would you, why would you want it? Why would you want a video game? For, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, no offense, dude, I like video games, but like, well, let's get somebody else in there. Oh, god, so you, you want to like recreate eToy's studio or something, right? Like, you need like an eToy type, like, like, yeah, yeah, basically, you need to be the Satoru Iwata who hired, uh, uh, she gets out to Itoi to make a mother. Yeah. Uh, here's here's what I'm going to go with. I want something like I want to play something pulpy and fun. And so I'm going to go with uh, Tomi Adeyemi, who is uh, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, but she she wrote this um, young adult 
novel series called Children of Blood and Bone, which is no. a a, pr- a pretty good series about um, people with powers and stuff. And uh, and I like it. And it's not she's not a person that would be given a big budget if she hadn't uh, crawled her way. I mean, crawled is the wrong word. Um, uh, uh, dug her way, like scratched her way into success um, despite all odds. So I think that w- she would make something like pulpy and and weird and different that I could enjoy. So it, it would be less cerebral and more like, yeah, I'll play this video game kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also, as you were talking, thinking it should be a woman. So there's there you you've got a woman. Um, I was thinking more like comedian realm, but I'm also just realizing I don't really absorb much stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't don't know anyone's names anymore or no more names for Frank. So, but, uh, some, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're done. Okay. Okay. Oh, I I, I, I want to hear Tim's answer. I think he had one. You want to hear my answer? Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, no, no, I'll give you my answer later. I'll think about this more later. Ask this question again. It's a good one. Yeah. I'll ask that one again. Yeah. Yeah. Put this, put this on the re-ask list. Sure. I think I'd say Jordan Peele. Next question. I like that. That's very good. Uh, yeah, that's very good. He's doing good work with movies and and films. Yeah. And Twilight Zone is actually but... really good. No one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the last question in our thirty question extravaganza. Oh, crush MVB me! MVB asks. I listened to the original insert credit because you seemed like the only podcast qualified to talk about Japanese games. What are some game thoughts you have that you're not qualified to talk game about? Thought. Game thoughts. Oh. Yeah. Welcome to game <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Some some things that I think that I'm not qualified to talk about, right? Oh, you know what? There's this guy who keeps tweeting at me saying, "I love your hot takes. I'm looking forward to the hot takes and your new video." Stop! I, I, like I'm muting this guy. He's muted. There you go. Never never talk to me about hot takes. I sit and write a goddamn thirty thousand word script. That's not hot takes, man. That's a uh, that's twenty five years of thinking about a game being distilled into words so in other words i'm not i'm not qualified to give hot takes that's not a hot take that's a scorching acquisition because all my takes are uh (laughs) no it's i like it it's all my takes are too cold because i've had them for a long time yeah so i'm not they're cold case files here you ever see video game journalists on twitter yeah you ever see them oh yeah yeah and and uh they just feel uh obligated to comment on everything the modern american sickness you know, America itis, I would call yeah, we it. We got it. Right. Uh, except the video game form. So it's kind of like, whereas the, the other America itis, the, the political stuff is, is made out of some like hot granite, some like, some like horrible burning stone. The, uh, the video game version is like made out of Play Doh. You ever notice this? Uh, uh, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not qualified to talk about, uh, Brandon, maybe you can. Well, you know, uh, I am not qualified to give, uh, cheat codes. I just don't know any. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any. I don't know any cheat codes anymore either. Yeah. That that would be a great concept, just like putting out fake cheat. Websites used to do it. We need to have a game a game doctor corner on the show where it's Doctor Frank's tips, and then you <laughs> ask him Frank's to give game thoughts. How about that for a future segment uh, where you we you ask us to give tips for like such and such new game? Okay, like, I like uh, that. And, and then we make up I like fake, that improvise fake tips. Oh, I like that. a new version of the improv zone. Anyway, true yeah. answer. Um, Lord knows we need it. I think me and Brandon were talking about this uh, somewhat uh, a couple months ago. Uh, uh, I, the esports stuff um, is such a huge 
portion of video game culture right now is knowing the names of mm. specific esports players to the point where I remember when I was at Kotaku, they're like they were they were actively seeking to hire someone to like just write about esports. Like they were like trying to beef up the roster of esports writers. And I'm like, man, they asked me to make a video about esports. I couldn't do it. Like I don't yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean I, I have this fundamental grasp of it and I do have some opinions of it. And I do have uh, all of these. I have a whole lot of little ideas and concepts. So, man, I'm not but qualified not to, your world. to talk about it like as it is. Yeah, you know? I know people that show up at Evo, and that's all. But I, I, so I have that at least. I could tell you who plays Street Fighter and and something about him. But um, so I got one. But when it comes to like people that are good at uh, Counter Strike or Fortnite or uh, Starcraft, even I couldn't. I couldn't get there even though there's there's been like decades of that stuff well not Fortnite, but the other two that so, is yeah. our list of questions but don't go anywhere yet wonderful we still got a lightning round and oh. then, uh we can't get out of episode 150 without a pokemon question so i gotta give it to you there are 18 different types of pokemon in the pokemon series such as dark type water type psychic type and flying type many of these pokemon are dual typed that's As right. of Pokemon Sword and Shield, almost every possible combination of these types has been accounted for, except for 17. I'm going to name six of these unexplored type combinations, and you're going to come up with a brand new Pokemon who would fit those types. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. First, you need to give me a Fire Grass Pokemon. Oh, California. <laughs> hey. Fire Grass. Okay. Are we supposed to give it a name? The name is yeah. You have to give it a name and tell me what it's dealing. The, na the name is California, so it's already paid. No, no, it has to be some bad punts. It's like Californita. Yeah. Californita is what its name is. Okay. Californita. Californita. It's a, it's a. It's based on a fire ant. Pretty easy. Okay. All right, but it has uh, cat ears. No, a yeah. fire ant would be fire bug type. Ooh. Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. So it's it's an ant made of plants. Grass so types are plant. always like beavers and whatever. It's a fire ant made of made of made of leaves. All right, uh, electric fighting. Electric fighting, voltage fighter Galkazer. Um <laughs> <laughs> What what a bizarre thing to just rocket into my brain. That's a very specific <laughs> reference. Um, it's tasty. It's tasty. So I don't like I don't know Pokemon very well. So like when you say it's a fighting type, you know, is it is do they tend to all be the same kind of fighting uh, types tend animal? to be like humanoid pokemon humanoid that they have boxing gloves on usually yeah. or, a, or you could tell that they can kick and then electric type will be yellow yeah okay <laughs> um so it's 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 just electro from marvel comics they just ripped him off completely oh yeah including the name yeah. i like but that. They, they call him elect bro oh, there you go yeah elect bro that's a pretty bad localization name yeah i like yeah. it ice poison oh. ice poison it's a uh, it's, okay. it's vanilla ice and um, Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> wow. Uh -oh. oh, sorry. That's, there is but, already a vanilla Pokemon. Oh, that's right. So it would it would be some kind of um. It'd be an ice cream cone, and like the the ice cream there's, is. The there's thing. already an ice cream cone. Well, Pokemon, this is a different Frank. one. Uh, okay, it's an ice cream sandwich. Okay. Um, and the cookies are this really putrid green with like stink lines coming out of them. But the ice cream itself is fine. Yeah. I was thinking it could look like an amethyst because those are purple and icy looking. Um, mm. But I guess that All would right. be a rock type, actually. So I, let's yeah, go with Frank's idea. Okay. I like a poison ice cream sandwich. Ground fairy. <laughs> Ground fairy. 
That's just that's just a hamburger patty. I love I love thinking of a of a of a fairy that's just like crawling along the ground. Yeah. Like it's, just, a, it's got no wings. It's only got arms, and it's got to pull itself along the ground with. Well, it's, it's got wings. And they it's just name, don't fly. Yeah. Okay. Vestigial it's, wings. It's, its name is Dertilda. <laughs> Dertilda. <laughs> yes. Dertilda. And who it talks exactly like that. Dertilda. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like a really gross sort of golem looking. Uh, looking slime not a not a golem like a golem like a mud slime from like a dragon quest uh, mud, yeah. like slime is it's, always it's, slime is very, always poison though well no 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 not a mud slime in dragon quest they're they're little mud guys okay. um with they have little hammers but uh like it's like one of those yeah uh, except it's very clearly a girl <laughs> okay i like that it's got a bow it's got a bug bow in it. dragon what dragon bug, bug dragon. dragon bug I'm surprised oh, there isn't a bug dragon it would be called mantagon and it's a big mantis uh dragon Oh, I could see them actually doing that. Yeah, uh, it actually yeah. seems like it would also a be electric Pokemon. fighting. <laughs> It'd be a quad class Pokemon. Electric fighting. First of its kind. Electric yeah. fighting bug dragon. I'd yeah. watch that anime. Yeah, uh, we Yeah. And finally, would. Rock Ghost. Oh man, that's probably that rules. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's, uh Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> rock Ghost. <laughs> Uh, I, I love that there's no rock ghost Pokemon. <laughs> it would be yeah. called Stost. S T H O A S T. Stone Ghost. Yeah. Stost. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be Stost? Well, it would be pronounced Stost, but it would be spelled Stost. Yeah. All right. Kind of a French vibe to it. Yeah. French Elvis. I don't know. Stone I'm Ghost. Elvis. I'm stuck on Elvis, God darn it. Yeah. yeah I, gotta love I Elvis. think it's just an Elvis Pokemon. It's just an Elvis, but transparent. Yeah. If I if I got to choose the matter of my execution, I would uh I would choose to uh eat hamburgers on a toilet until I weighed six hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> All right. Well I'm giving the episode to Tim for Dertilda. So yeah. congratulations, Tim. Oh uh, Dertilda. Does anybody have any recommendations for our audience as we leave them on this our landmark one hundred and fiftieth episode? Um one fifty, baby. I recommend you listen to something else. Come on. Yeah. I don't. Do the opposite of that. I'm yeah, oi, oi, mate. Uh, what are you on Conan about? Conan O'Brien's podcast is okay. <laughs> Does anybody abbreviate his name C-O-B, Cobb? Does anybody call him Cobb? No, they don't call Conan him Conan O'Brien. Is it pronounced Conan O'Brien or Conan O'Brien? I think either one works. Man, I actually had a recommendation today. I don't know what it was. I'm going to tell you what I'm recommending uh, any anybody myself uh, is. I've moved to the Upper West Side of New York, Manhattan, and they got there's these this deli that sells pickles and cheese that are the best. Uh, I believe it's like a mile away, but it's like the best pickles I've ever had in my life. I'd mm. like to eat some of those. Yeah, you should check out these pickles. They're, they're not kidding when they talk about these kosher these kosher dill pickles. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, because I would, uh, I would really be you... surprised if they were better than the kosher dill pickles. What I got in Poland though, because they don't use vinegar or nothing. They just ferment. They're they don't even call them pickles because they're they're fermented cucumbers. And they oh, I had those. those. I had those in Poland. Yeah, so goddamn good. I've had yeah. some. Uh, I've had some some pickles here in New York, Manhattan, home of home of the the delis. Uh, and I just gotta say, uh, pretty good, man. Yeah, try it. I got them in my if refrigerator. I can never travel again. Yeah, yeah. Come on over, New York, Manhattan, baby. You got the bagel. You got the bagels and the pickles. We'll give you that. Yeah. In case anyone doesn't know why I keep saying New York, Manhattan, that's a reference to one of my favorite YouTube videos. Just look up Steve Spiros on YouTube. Look up Steve right. Spiros. You ever seen Steve Spiros? No. 
Um, Absolutely I'm gonna, not. I'm going to recommend... Uh, it's it's like two minutes long. Check it out. The album Love Never Turns Against by Mari Hamada, which is a... She's like a one of those cheesy rock singers from the 80s, 90s. The um, cheesy rock era. But she's extremely... She can hit those notes, tell you what, and uh, it rules. So give that one a listen if you want to feel like you're, uh, I don't know, rocketing through space or something like that. That'll be fun. Uh, you know, actually came out a couple months before this podcast will air. Uh, I really like Chip Tanaka's new album, Domingo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that's really good. Yeah, I like it better than, than uh, his previous one, even. So mm-hmm. go listen to I that. Didn't, I didn't even know about that. So that's a good recommendation for yeah, me. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't hear people talking about this Chip Tanaka album, and it's really good. Well, I've got some recommendations. Oh, I've got! <laughs> Here's oh, my recommendations for you. I recommend you go on over to iTunes or Stitcher or any platform where you can rate and review podcasts and leave a nice one for us. It's a great way to increase the visibility of the show, or you can just tell some friends about it when they ask for podcast recommendations. Or if they ever express even the faintest interest in video games, shove it down their ears. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you can subscribe at any level to submit your own questions like the fine ones you heard on this very episode. Get these episodes one day early and even exclusive access to a growing repository of bonus content. You can talk about the episodes at forums.insertcredit.com, where Brandon and I hold court. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Zifaldi. Tim is at 108. And Brandon is at Necrosofty. This show's editor is Blaine Brown, with music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Zifaldi. Uh, Tim is mute. I'm Tim oh, Rogers. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a situation over here. My video just got blocked on YouTube because of the use of a royalty-free song. It just got legit blocked for the second time I uploaded it. They're not letting me set it to visible. Maybe uh, it was too disrespectful of the queen. I tried to set it to uh, scheduled, and then they said, your video is blocked. You must delete it. So I have to go in and change this one piece of trash music uh that's from youtube's audio library it's being copyright claimed by somebody else can God we redo, darn it can we redo the outro and no Brandon that's, that's part of the outro <laughs> Fine. leave that in there well then your game is now irrevocably saved god i hate myself that's the bonus episode is just tim saying god i hate myself